You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my new co-host. It's Luka Doncic. It's great to be here. I like Dallas. It's hot. And Jennifer has not texted me yet. <laughs> Dirk is awesome. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> So what are we? Um, we're not even. We're not even twenty four hours removed, right? No, the draft started right now as we're recording this, twenty four hours ago, and it still feels absolutely remarkable. It's crazy. <laughs> twenty four hours later, now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, man, how did they pull that off? Because you know how a lot of trades, you get your instant reaction, and then it takes a little while for it to sink in. You start to you start to assess all the assets going forward. You start to think about the picks. You know, what went out, what you got. And then all of a sudden you're like, you, you have a better opinion. Sometimes it changes. A lot of times it just stays the same. Yeah. This one <laughs> changed a little bit for me. I was I was so. Wait, it changed? What changed? No, nothing changed. Nothing changed about it. Except for the fact that I was so overly like, this is the best, it's the greatest. But then every single media person has been saying, it's the best, it's the greatest. And now... I'm slightly concerned. When was the last time all the media was right about something? No, don't be concerned. I, <laughs> I think this is glorious. I mean, this is like the first time Mavs fans can be like, I can listen to any national podcast. and It is going to be awesome. They're not going to trash my team. <laughs> it's going to be like, holy crap, the clear winner is the Dallas Mavericks. And No, I mean, I, I feel no, like. it was still a good move. Heck yeah, it was. I mean, it was a home run grand slam. And, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the press conference today, different stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's still just insane that that it happened. And I was talking to my dad. You know, I didn't go sleep till what, 2.30, 3 o'clock this morning. I woke up at 5.30 to watch Brazil uh, play at 6, and uh, which – everything inside of me um that game was insane <laughs> um but anyway and i just stayed up like my whole like literally my plans was okay i'm gonna get up with my wife watch the brazil game at six go back to sleep for a couple hours and then go to the press conference at 12 30 i couldn't go back to sleep i literally just sat there for like hours on synergy <laughs> and wa- watched so much tape on luca looking up different stuff and it's just i was just so excited still from last night that i couldn't I couldn't go. I was too. I just kept refreshing Twitter, looking at stuff, like refreshing my like mentions and stuff, replying to people just over and over again. I was, man, this is such a great night. It was awesome all the way around. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but for this weekend pod, we are just going to be talking about the press conferences our uh, more thoughts on the, you know, Luka Doncic deal, obviously. And then we're going to get into a little bit more on the Jalen Brunson pick. We talked about that briefly on yesterday's like instant reaction podcast but we wanted to get into that a little bit more talk about the fit what we think that means going forward for yogi for seth for devin for jj for all those all those guys and then uh isaac 
You are just chomping at the bit to talk about your guy from Louisville, Ray Spaulding. Yeah, um, talked to him today on the phone. Dude is awesome. Uh, we got connected and different stuff, but yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit more. So we'll talk about him. It's going to be great. I'm super excited. Isaac, all right. Luka Doncic, it's still one of the greatest moves in Mavericks history. could be one of the greatest trades. Um, some people are already coming out and saying that he's going to be better than Dirk, which is pretty crazy. And I thought it was interesting that Donnie Nelson's comments last night, what I thought about a little bit more this morning is that how he didn't completely over-fantasize and over-exaggerate how good Luka can be. And he really was specific and intentional about saying he wanted to protect him, even to, even to the point of saying, I want to protect him, you know, yeah. from these huge comparisons, these huge things. Uh, I almost asked Carlisle, I almost asked him about like, the comparison between Luka Doncic and Larry Bird because Carlisle has played with Larry Bird before. But after he went through this whole thing, Donnie and, and uh, uh, Carlisle went through this whole thing about we don't want to compare too much, we don't want to put – you know, too much pressure on him and all this stuff. Do you think they were successful in that? Um, they were uh, successful, I think, until today. And when Donnie... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it starts when to settle in. You start feeling really good about the move. <laughs> yeah, and when Donnie doubled down today on the new big three comp, and which I love, um, but that is... It, it does put some expectations on him. And, I mean, it should. We traded up for him. Mean, he's the third overall pick. But back last year at the end of um, the exit interviews, media, last media day. Don, you know that wasn't last year? That that was like three months ago? Okay, three months ago. <laughs> he said it like it, it was, was such, a year ago. It was such a bad time, guys. <laughs> uh, but it's been anyway, so long. We've talked about so three much months ago. Stuff. It feels like a year. <laughs> um, Donnie said, and he told us, and he's like, listen, like this summer is going to be a big summer. Um, you know, it's kind of ironic that 20 years ago we were building kind of like this new core, new this new big three. We had our point guard in Steve Nash. We had our leadership guy, the wing in Michael Finley. And he was like, hopefully this summer in the draft, free agency, whatever, we add the third piece. And he said, you know, we have Dennis. That is, you know, obviously tie the knots between you know Nash. We have our leadership guy wing. Which the only comparison between Nash and Dennis is that they are both point guards. That, that yes, is- yeah, that it's just it, just in the mindset of the big three back then, as far as having a point guard wing and another guy, and and, and that you know you can. You can give him this, that Steve Nash was your point of attack kind of guy. He was the guy that was going to you know, dribble around, make some stuff happen, you know, get into the paint. He was the guy that was going to do that kind of stuff, where Dennis can do that as well. Um, so you got to give him that a little bit. But, yeah, obviously completely different players stylistically. Yeah, I mean, Barnes is definitely closer to Finley than Nash and, and, and yeah. Dennis. But so then well, Finley and Finley, too. Finley was super Yeah. Good. So then Finley and Barnes and then – you know, he was like, we're looking for that third piece. And today he voluntarily brought that back up again and made the joke of back then we had, you know, he was making the comp, the point guard, the wing, and we had this, you know, highly touted great European. And now we have Luca, obviously. So, um, <laughs> and remember when we, when that quote came out and we made fun of it because we were like, oh, good. All you have to do is find your tran- transcendent, like foundational. Like next Dirk. Yeah, the next Dirk. Oh, good. All you have to find is one of the 15 greatest players in NBA history. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's ridiculous. How are they ever going to do that with the fifth pick in the draft or whatever, <laughs> you know, we thought they were going to have? And uh, 
It doesn't seem as crazy today as it did a month ago or three months ago. Yeah, so that, yeah, so the expectation on that, of, if you want to say that, and I, I know Mavs fans, a lot of fans will push back and be like, hey, Barnes should not be a part of that big three. Like, he's he shouldn't be in that. But right now he is. And, I'm you know, I'm more of a believer in Barnes than some, but... You know, if you want to say they have their new young big three, they they do. And just like Rick Carlisle said today, man, July 1st, it's coming. Let me ask you a question about Harrison Barnes. If he went to Duke, we would you love him as much as you love him since he went to not North as Carolina? Much. Yeah, not as much. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, you got to understand, like, Barnes is when – I mean, that, that, that Carolina team – that's why it's so weird with Barnes and, like, it's just that Carolina team meant a lot to me. I have Barnes player tees that I would like play pickup ball in and stuff. And so like how the weird world <laughs> comes around full circle. And now we like, you know, we dapped up today and he's like, bro, I hadn't seen you in a long time. And I'm like, and so like stuff like that, that's wild. You know, like, holy crap. When you're in college, I'm like player T let's go. Here's a Like all stuff, like huge fan. And I mean, I'm still a fan now, but it's just, it's different. So, but yeah, the expectations definitely there. He definitely making that common stuff that that's put that puts pressure on him. But it's pressure that I like and I'm comfortable with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, coming up next, Isaac and I will tell you what the starting lineup of the 2018-19 Dallas Mavericks is going to be. Guaranteed. Okay, Isaac, the starting lineup of the Dallas Mavericks in 2018-19 will be? Well, I, I do want to say this. This is something that if you want to read between the tea leaves, whatever it is, we haven't heard Wesley Matthews' name one single time. All right. And we heard it last year a lot. We haven't heard it mentioned as far as his impact on Luka. We haven't heard it with anything. We we heard we even heard Yogi today, okay? We heard, I, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Mentioned Yogi, yeah, and Finney Smith a few times, but like Finney Smith, I expected to be back for sure. But like we heard Yogi, we haven't heard Wes one single time. And then I thought one of the telling quotes was when um, I think it was oh it was Rick Carlisle, and I was looking at my notes here, and he was talking about somebody asked him Doncic's fit, you know, on the court and just like position wise and stuff, and he doubled down on he's like hey he's just he just needs to be on the court play we're not all about positions but he did say he's like he's going to play with Harrison and he's going to play with Dennis he's going to be in that starting lineup and they're going to complement each other well and stuff he didn't say Wes so <laughs> it yeah you can't imagine Wes would come off the bench he could have just you know just not said his name and whatever but Harrison Barnes at the four is done like i in in all every conversation what I can think of and people talking to and just observations again from today, they brought it up again today from Rick Carl Donnie us saying look the strides that Harrison made last year of going back to the three and all that stuff. People right now are throwing out these lineups saying, Oh my gosh, next year it's gonna be crazy having, you know, Dennis West, Doncic and, you know, Barnes. I'm like, Barnes is not gonna be your four. That's just that's done. Like that they're not going back to that. I mean, unless they really change courses on a bunch of stuff. Luca will play four before and Carla mentioned that today. You know, I think I don't know if that would be like full time, but yeah. 
And I can, I, ima- I can imagine Harrison Barnes getting some minutes at four. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll get, like, spot minutes here yeah. and there. But, like, he's not going to be... Starting at four. Yeah, that... No. Like, this is those days. That experiment's over. Interesting. Interesting. See, I took it as... I mean, if they don't get rid of Wes, I still think they start all four of those guys. And they, Yeah, but Luca would be the four. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I would put Luca as the four. And they're essentially, like... It, at the three four at that point doesn't matter at all <laughs> you know like they're just kind of both playing it's like they're both just playing wide receiver you know what i mean it's like, all one about who you slot, defend one of them's the x but it doesn't matter like they're both wide receivers they, they it doesn't matter on offense it all matters on defense this is who this do you is very guard? true wide receivers don't play defense so <laughs> yeah so that that's that's the thing with that like offensively you're like that's great cool <laughs> It's the defensive part. And right? I wonder if they keep Wes if – and Wes would hate this. I, this would just be so bad. But if, if they keep Wes, if certain matchups, they would start Dennis, Luca, Harrison, and then the you know whoever two bigs they get or whoever two – you know, or if it's a good matchup where there's a four that either Barnes or Doncic can handle, then you go ahead and start all four of those guys. You know what I mean? Like use Wes yes. as like a utility starter where he's not a full-time – full-time starter but he starts a lot of games mm, maybe yeah i don't he, i just he, don't he see him bringing that, west off the that bench. well and that's the one guy i think yeah. yeah i mean if you're asking me who's starting next year i would tell you dennis luca harrison dirk and whoever they sign as a big man in free agency <clears throat> yeah no matter who it is and then they would take Dirk out and then either go small and bring in somebody else or they would take Dirk out and put Dwight Powell in because they absolutely love Dwight Powell. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned Dwight Powell's name today? I don't think they did, actually. Oh, he's gone. Trade him. <laughs> they didn't mention Wes. But, they didn't mention Dwight Powell. Trade him. Trade him. <laughs> uh, I thought it was I thought it was really cool that Harrison and Dennis were both there. Yeah, that was um, cool. I didn't even know they were right behind me until they Carla pointed out and I turned around and I was like, oh. There's Harrison and Dennis. Um, <laughs> that, but no, that, that was, quiet confidence, Isaac. They just come into a room. They snuck in, and that's cool. That means, and I, 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 I agree with what Rick said. Like that means a lot, you know. Like some players could take that as, especially a kid like Dennis. You know, like if you're 20 years old, like Dennis, and you're like, man, this this guy is taking the limelight off me. He is, you know, he's going to have the ball a lot. It's going to challenge me to be off ball more. It's going to change my whole, like, position and role and everything. Like, I, if I'm Dennis, like, I could see a side of me being, like, kind of, like, not really frustrated, but, like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, see it, as a, see that, it as a sign of disrespect almost. Yeah. They're talking, about, they're talking like, about this guy, like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're almost kind of forgotten within a year and stuff. But the fact that he was there and he showed up, he didn't have to be there at all. And he showed up to support that and want to see what this guy's about. And he's excited about it. Like that, that says a lot about Dennis's character, I think. The uh, the NBA tweeted out the uh, with a third pick in the 2018 draft, the Atlanta Hawks like Luka Doncic. And the uh, Hawks Reddit Twitter account just tweeted F you. <laughs> Just quote tweeted it said F you. That was super funny. <laughs> They're so mad. Sacramento and Atlanta are so mad. Their fan base, oh my gosh. Hey, Vladdy said that he's just the way better player, Bagley. He called his team a super team today. No, he didn't. He, did. he said we have a young super team. 
No, stop it. Stop it's it. That last year we beat some super teams, which I think they beat the Warriors like once last year. Um, so with so you know, obviously today was the the presser, and just some like random takeaways from it. What does Luca look like in person? How tall is he? Like how he's big? Yeah, it. I mean, you know, he's six eight. Did like, you, you see? Know... Did you see Luca stand next to Barnes? Like... No, I, I didn't see him stand next to Barnes, but I mean, he's he's big, <laughs> and it's just like you knew. You, you know, I mean, obviously we know he's six eight, but it's just when you're not used to. We've watched so much tape of him just take people off the dribble and like just put people on skates and go do his thing, get to the basket. And then you see his size, and then you're like, and he's not skin and bones, but he's not obviously he's obviously not fat either. It's where it's like, dang dude, like you're big. Like he he walked right past me. He kind of plays hunched over a little bit too. You know what I mean? He does a little bit, yeah. And yeah, I mean, he. I thought it was Jalen Brunson. I almost didn't even notice. Like, didn't even see him. He's tiny. Like you, I feel like six two is pushing it for him. Is he taller or shorter than you? Uh, I didn't stand next to him. I would say he's around my height. I'm at six, I'm six foot. I would say he's right around the same. So height. he's like a he's like a JJ Barea six one. <laughs> Barea was shorter than him for sure. Well, yeah. Um, but no, like, and something that I know this is like really weird, but Jalen Brunson's shoulders are so narrow. It was remarkable to me. <laughs> I haven't seen somebody's shoulders so narrow in my entire life. But Salas. But it was just so funny because like he was, you know, he was looking he was looking nice in his suit, everything, his whole family was there, all that stuff. Luca comes in like a baller wearing a cardigan with a you know, he has a blue shirt on with this like tan cardigan, no tie, no suit or anything. It's like I'm gonna do my thing, his chin strap. And, you know, he seemed cool. You know, he only had one family member there with, you know, his his mother. Why'd you um, say it like that, Isaac? That was not okay. The talk about his mother is not just the talk of Twitter. That became the talk of the media room, and then it became the talk of like watching other media member males uh, react uh, to his mom was quite funny. Um, her attire did not help the matter, and um, but it, it was like it became like a joke. Uh, of that's exactly what this franchise needs, Isaac. Gosh, <laughs> so dumb. But no, so it, it, done. Yeah, Luca. Luca was great with it. You know, he talked about Texas, and somebody asked him what he he'd never been to Texas. Today was the first day yeah. he'd ever been. And he to said, Texas. "What do you know?" He said, "I don't. I've never been to Texas. What do you know about Texas?" I know there are cowboys. Yes, I know the cowboys, and he taught you. Or from the uh, the athletic, one of the I think the editor of the athletic Dallas said, "Have we ruled out that?" Luca just thinks there are actual cowboys here and not just the NFL football team. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. I didn't think about, I didn't think about that's that. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's going to be disappointed, though. There's not many cow- actual cowboys in Dallas. <laughs> um, Except I think Romo still lives here. Oh. oh. Rick Carlisle, uh, he did not know that he had chose 77. And it was quite funny when they held up their jerseys, which, you know, looks awesome. They had the white jerseys and everything. It, you know, his last name, Doncic, does have the accents on it. So that's kind of cool. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. And uh, so he held held the jersey up and Rick Rick grabs the jersey kind of and looks at it and goes, 77. He goes, what the? (laughs) And like Luca's up there telling him something about 77, but we didn't hear it. And 
it's cool, man. It 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 looks it looks sharp. It looks good. Um, we had some. We had a very awkward moment today with Donnie and um, Bill Duffy. Yeah. That that was odd, man. Like that that the room was weird. So the the story with Bill Duffy, he's the agent for Steve Nash, right? Yeah, he was. And a certain reporter had reported that they were have been at odds and they needed to mend fences and everything with Luca. And that was not the case. Donnie shut that down completely today and said because he was asked a specific question today. Hey, what led to you and Bill Duffy like mending your fences and like pretty much making up and Donnie was like really strict with that of saying there was never a we never had any issues with each other at all so like didn't he say that they were best friends well I think he was talking about um Leon Rose oh I think it was Leon Rose yeah okay never mind. and uh so but anyway um so yeah he and he was just talking about that and he was like no he said it was just you know professional business back then blah 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 but then like Donnie made it awkward and was like <laughs> It was kind of funny, and he was like, "Hey, make sure this Maverick stays here." Oh yeah, this time and we're gonna make this this time we make this one stay here. And he like slapped Luca's lap. I was like, "What the heck?" It was like he was yeah, a everybody, child. Everybody's just like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Donnie is the king of boss jokes. You know, you yeah. know what a dad joke is, where it's like mm-hmm. it's only funny because kind of your dad's saying it. <laughs> and sometimes people think they're actually funny, but boss jokes are like the jokes that you know. Like people that have been a boss for so long, and Donnie Nelson's been the the boss for like twenty years, so yeah, <laughs> he just has like these it. jokes that like only people that work for him laugh at. Oh yeah, he's awesome. He, he's great though. I thought it was another like smaller awkward moment is the fact that like they had Luca and Brunson Jalen together, and it was obviously more focused on Luca. And how Luca can be this transcendent star, and Jalen was just like there. <laughs> that is super awkward. And he's older, and he's a guy that just won a national title, and was you know player of the year, and like all this stuff. And you know, and, and that was that was a theme today. And it, it's pretty really it's really cool when you think about it that we, you mentioned it last night, and Finley mentioned it specifically today of saying we are we want to build a winning culture now. And both of these guys have won at the highest level that they've played at. From yeah. EuroLeague with Luka, college basketball with Brunson, we're trying to build winners. And it makes you think about the, like, the roster and like Harrison Barnes with like Golden State and all that stuff. And I mean, you still got a couple guys from 2011 yeah, championship with Dirk, Dirk and JJ and stuff. Like You start thinking about different stuff like that, and you're just like, man, yeah, you know. Yogi won a bunch of games in college. Yeah, they're like building, you know, whatever. And, and but one of the overall takeaway things also is, and I know this may, you know, make some people upset as far as like future stuff. The tanking rebuild thing, it I mean, it's done. I mean, yeah, Bill Simmons said that on his podcast today that he saw Carlisle. Remember when we saw Carlisle at the finals, where we were like, yeah. man, we did not expect to see <laughs> Rick Carlisle at the finals, like his smiling face and. The- given out one of those coaches awards Simmons said that he talked to him and he was like so you know how's the rebuild going and everything and he goes oh we're not rebuilding you're like wait what like what do you mean you're not rebuilding you guys won the 24 games this year and he's like no you know we're not rebuilding we we got you know what we want and we're we're starting we need to start winning some games and like 
dang. <laughs> and he said that again today. Like, we need to start, you know, this team needs to start winning some games. And he brought up free agency again today. Yeah, and that's what, you know, when Cuban said that back a while, you know, it's like, hey, th- like, we're done. We're done with tanking. Like, that's done. We're, we want to start winning now. And that was repeated over and over again today of, you know, from Carlisle to Dyna, whatever. We want to start winning games now. Yeah. And it is very clear from last night and from today that they have some big-time plans for the summer. And Carlisle's quote from today of, you know, it's just the early of the summer. I right here. He's, Carl, Rick Carlos says, it is early in the summer. There's still more moves to be made. Mm. You know, that they got big plans. Yeah, so. and you guys are, like, trading is open now. They could make a trade now. You know, they could, they yeah. could make some moves. They could clear up some more cap space. There are things that can be done uh, before even free agency even, even comes on July 1st. Yeah, and, you know, Donnie, something I always – I always put weight in is when they're referencing the roster, whether it's Donnie or Rick, and they're talking about the young building blocks and stuff. I always like hearing the names they use because I, you know, it started back a while ago when they would yeah. use Dwight Powell, yep. and you're just like, okay, whatever. And now you see like they do put a big emphasis in Dwight Powell, and I thought it was really interesting today. And this is, you know, I even tweeted this out just as my opinion, my observation. I don't think Jalen Brunson is going to be a G-leaguer. Like, I think he's going to be on the roster, and he might actually get some minutes here and there. And, like, they referenced him. I don't know if it was just out of just being nice because he's there, but they did, you know, like, we got Luka and Jalen now. We're, you know, we love their pedigree and stuff. They're two blocks that's going to be added to our young core and different stuff like that. Like, I just don't think that they're going to take – I don't think Jalen Brunson's going to be straight to Frisco. And it would shock me if that was the case. I think he will be on the roster and he will be – I'm not saying he'll be getting 15, 20 minutes a night, but I think he'll be one of those guys that he'll be the third, fourth guard type of role. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how that works out as far as Yogi. If Yogi comes back because he's a free well, agent. Let's 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 walk through the roster real quick then. Uh, okay. So then you want to you want to push back the race balding and that kind of stuff until. Oh no no no! We can day. talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, my bad. Okay, we'll go through the we'll go through the roster for sure, especially before free agency. We got a lot of pods before then. Yeah. So, talk to race balding today, and you know they they drafted the, the Mavericks had the fifty fourth pick. They traded it with Philly. And moved back two spots. Philly moved up to 54. They moved back and got the 56th and 60th pick. So it's pretty much Dallas saying, hey, it's a crapshoot in the 50s. So let's just t- yeah. let's take two swings at it, all right? And uh, so they took Ray Spalding. Immediately I was super excited about it because it's just he's a Louisville guy. He grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Went to high school in Louisville. Um, went to U of L, you know, for college and stuff. So anyway, Ray and I got connected through uh, a person today and connected both of us. Talked to him on the phone right before the press conference and with Luca. And so he had called me while I was driving. I didn't answer. I saw it was a Louisville number. I figured it was him because we had exchanged some messages. And I I park. I check my voicemail. I'm telling. I'm saying this for a reason because this is how impressive he was. I checked my voicemail. Literally, the voicemail says, Hey, Mr. Isaac Harris, this is Ray Spaulding. <laughs> I'm uh, just getting back with you. Uh, I, I you know, had your number, blah, blah, blah. 
And he's like, you know, I'd love to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. The most, like, polite, respectful voicemail I think I've ever gotten in my entire life. Wow, that shots like, fired at me. <laughs> but I was just like, that's impressive, man. Like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I called him back, and we talked probably for, like, 20, 25 minutes. Dude called me Mr. Harris and yes, sir, and no, sir, like, the whole time. And I was like, dang, man, like, you're, you're He's going like, to meet I'm, you and be like, oh, dang, why was I so polite to so, that guy? Why, why did I say that? Why did I call <laughs> this guy Mr. Harris? <laughs> but no, like, I mean, he he was super nice. We uh, we talked about Louisville and stuff because I was joking. He, like, he knows my hometown because I was like, uh, he was like, man, I, your number, 270. <laughs> like, that's Campbellsville, Kentucky. Like, he said, I was like, what the crap was the, like, coincidence of this? And so we talked <laughs> different stuff about Kentucky for a bit. But then – you know, we talked about him as a player, obviously, and I'm a big believer in him. He's kind of like a, um, he's kind of like the uh, a Mikel, a bigger, uh, a big man version of Mikel Bridges. As far as he, like his first two years of college, he was just he was on the bench. He didn't, ha- he doesn't have impressive numbers and stuff. And then his junior year, he just like exploded, and like mm-hmm. that's he had a really good year this past year. He said he flew to Dallas and worked out for the Mavericks one time, and. You know, he was one of these guys. He could have went back to school, and he had a really good. You know, he had a really good year last year. I think he he was second on the team in scoring last year for Louisville, and he could have went back to school. He decided to stay in, and he's like this. He's a six ten, springy, loves the block shots, loves to throw down alley oops and dunks. The dude. Watch some of his highlights. He throws down some massive, like, one-handed oops. Yeah, Isaac tweeted out a couple gifs of him. And some of these, he just, with his, like, one-handed, just behind his back, like, grabs it and dunks it down. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah. So, like, his shot, you know, as far as his percentages and stuff, you know, that was an area to where he was like, you know, I don't think I got used as much with that And when I think it's something I, I do have. And he looks to like he wants to build on that and stuff. And we talked about his time at Louisville because obviously Louisville's went through a lot of crap recently. And you know, Patino was the one that brought him in, and just everything that went down with Louisville. Then he, they couldn't play in the tournament, and that was one of his years. And they had the sanctions, and just he said, you know, they lost coaches, and Chris Mack, can, you know, was coming in. It's just there's a lot yeah. of fluctuation with his time at Louisville, but. Yeah, I, I'm i all in on throwing a flyer at him. He can handle the ball a little bit more than what people think he can. I, he's just one of those sleepers. He's a late bloomer in college, and he has the pedigree and, like, the makeup. And we talked about, like, what he likes to do, like, for fun. Like, And he's like, man, I have a really cl- I have a really tight-knit circle. Like, literally, I have, like, just my like my brother, my family. Like, that's all I do, really. You know, yes, I'm just kind of got a quiet my, guy. Got my parents', got my parents uh, basketball-making, you know, empire Small. that I have to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's going to get thrown to – he's going to be in the summer league. Um, he's going to get in the, come to Dallas here in a week or so, and, and then he's going to be in the G League probably some. But that – that battle in training camp between Motley, Maxi, Spalding, Costas, like those that the battle of the bigs through there, that's gonna be really fun to watch. Jamil Warning, maybe. Yeah. Brandon Ashley. Do you think uh did you ask Spalding about Donovan Mitchell at all? Yeah, we talked about him. They're uh they're close friends. And Donnie Donnie gave him a a shout out on Twitter if some people saw that. 
um, about Ray getting drafted and stuff. And he, he talks to Mitchell. Donovan quite often. Mitchell, not Donnie Nelson. You have to. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Um, yeah. And he yeah. said, you know, he calls him Don. He's like, you know, he talks to Don often, gave him advice and stuff about the pre draft process and everything with that. And, cause, you know, they played together at Louisville some. So, yeah. And he loves, he loves Donovan Mitchell. And, so, yeah. Man, I, I'm. I'm a believer in him, and I—I I mean, I was a believer in him before. Obviously, he became a Maverick, but he's just one of those guys that you got to take a flyer on him late, especially if you have a spot or two to throw at a big in today's game. He could, yeah, I like him a lot. What do you think about Costas? It's uh—it's a little interesting. It seems like it, I mean, it's a big reach. Obviously, it's a 60th pick, but but a uh, big reach to see that he would ever make a you know, a, uh, an NBA roster. He's playing in Dayton. He didn't even, you know, play super well at Dayton. He's a perfect two way guy. Like what Jalen Jones was last year. I would want him to replace Costas with Jalen Jones. Like that's my take on it. Like I think definitely keep him around. Cause he has, he does have some freak measurements, and that, that's something I didn't say about Spalding. Spalding's 6'10, but he has like a seven foot four, seven foot five wingspan, pretty long wingspan, everything mm-hmm. with that. But like, Cost is kind of the same different way, and I, that's why I love both of these like home run swings here. Like, hey, let's just let's get these bigs in here and let's see what we can do with them. And I mean, yeah, people already want to throw out there of like Giannis is going to be a free agent in 2021, <laughs> all this different stuff. It's plant really going to play. Isaac. You got to plant the seed. Hey, it it might it might work with Jalil Cousins when they sign Boogie's little brother and put him in the G League, and then if they get Boogie, some people will be like, "Oh, it Where- worked for Boogie." Where's Jaleel Cousins now, Isaac? That's what I want to know. I don't know where Jaleel is now, but some people—I guarantee—some people out there be like, "Look, it worked for Boogie. It's gonna work for Giannis." And all of a sudden, everybody's younger brother is gonna be on a G League team. I'm down with none of the holidays. So, what? You don't want any of the holidays? Are there more holidays? <laughs> no, I don't know. No Plumleys. Let's leave that out of the way. Uh, it doesn't look like Jaleel Cousins played in the G League last year. Mm, he's probably done. So yeah, um, yeah, they'll, they'll both be in the G League. I think it'll just be interesting to see if like um, one of them gets a two way. Does one of them impress enough in training camp to prove that they're more valuable than Jonathan Motley? Um, how does that work? Do you know, especially with like maxing stuff? Because there's only so much spots, man. Like there's only yeah. so so many bigs, and especially if they want to run Doncic at the foursome, and then if they bring McDermott back here, you know, Finney Smith. Like, I mean, you still have Dirk, you still have Dwight Powell. Those two ain't going anywhere properly. And yeah. if you sign a free agent center <laughs> and you hand him a max contract, uh, whether it's Boogie Capello, whoever it yeah, is, it's like thirty eight minutes gone. They're gonna play a ton, so like you only have so many, so many spots for Maxi Motley, any of these guys if they impress, and yeah, it's how these bigs shape up will be interesting. I think something else to watch is how creative will Dallas get this summer as far as if they entertain offers for Wes. Would could a sign and trade with like Wes and Dwight Powell for Boogie to where 
New Orleans doesn't, you know, or even just like Wes and Boogie and, you know, whatever, or just fill in the blanks of like, if they do unload Wes, what will they get back? And then they'll still, they would still have cap space. There's just, there's still, it's, it's the early summer and it started off as best as you could possibly imagine. And they want to win now. So that makes it, I mean, no telling what will happen the rest of the way. And the future doesn't seem brighter just because Luca was added to the team, but because Luca was added to the team, it opens up a lot more because now this could be a destination. Like people could be looking at this kid and be like, "Man, I want to play with that guy." Like this is finally a player on the Mavericks that that players are going to be like, "I want to play with that guy." I'm a little, I'm a little more, I'm a little more encouraged about potential free agents now that they have Luca than if they would have gotten like Bamba or somebody. Yeah, I mean, definitely them getting a wing and Doncic leaves open anything for free agency because most of them are bigs. I'm just so, saying that he's the type of type of player that other people would want to play with. He's a pass first. He's you know super good passer. He makes other people around him better. I would want to play with that guy, and I think it, it the, the Dallas looks more attractive as a as a destination than if they had Bamba or Jackson or somebody else. Yeah, I get that. Could you see a scenario in which if they did want to sign Boogie to a big contract that they worked out a sign and trade, including Wes and or Dwight Powell, and then still had money to go after Marcus Smart? Yeah, somebody brought that up to me today. I can't remember who tweeted that to me, but uh, but they said that. And that's, that's kind of interesting. I, I kind of almost rather have Wes than Marcus Smart with that team. You know what I mean? Like, he just needs some more shooting in that yeah. sense. But... If you're Marcus centered, Smart would be more willing to come off the bench. Yeah. I, I think so. More than I less. don't think he is going to be, though. <laughs> I don't I think that's happening. I'm just saying that's the type of um, possibilities that are out there that if – and I only throw that out there about Boogie if, as far as if Boogie says, hey, I'm going to sign in Dallas because he's unrestricted. But then Dallas is like, okay, they call him up and say, well – do you, because they can't go and spend their money elsewhere. It's just like you said last night. Well, that's going to suck for New Orleans if they do that yeah. <laughs> because they they don't have money to replace him. So if they call up New Orleans and say, "Hey, we'll give you Wes and something else," blah blah blah, they're going to take it for nothing basically because they can't do anything else. Yeah, and, and those actually, like, are, those <laughs> are the trades where you get really bad trades for somebody. Whereas like the team that had the superstar doesn't get actual value. So like a West four boogie wouldn't make sense in that scenario. Kind of like Chris Paul going to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like none of them. I mean, you got Lou Williams, but none of those guys are worth Chris. Paul. No. And Sam Decker. Really? So, <laughs> so yeah, that would be, cause then you would turn around and still have cab space to play around with. And like, this is, there's so much stuff that could happen this summer and roster spots are not. I mean, I was doing a list today of like, who's guaranteed to be back. And I mean, once you get past Dennis, JJ Barnes, Dirk Powell, Luca, I mean, it gets interesting then, because then you have the unrestricted guys and Seth, Salah, Nerlens. If you want to say they're all gone, sure, you know whatever. And then you got the the randoms, the Collinsworth, the Jalen Jones, Costas, Spalding, Motley, Maxi, Dorian Vinny Smith. What on what in the world do they do with Doug McDermott through all this? Is he yeah. going to wait on Dallas? While they chase, you know, a Capella or Boogie, whoever it is, we is think be Devin's money gonna... left over for him afterwards. Yeah, like we think Devin's going to be back, and <laughs> yeah. how do they sort out? How many guards are they going to have under six three or six four? <laughs> uh, so, 
It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. It's fun awesome. It's gonna be fun. The future it's is bright be here in Dallas. Super quick. <laughs> the day ones, we guys, we've made it through everything. When we started, this team had like barely anybody for the future, and now the future is so bright. We've made it. We're on the other side now. I think like this really does feel like it's on the other side now. Yeah, I mean, I, I started to tell us a little bit ago, but I was talking to my dad earlier this morning, and he was like, man, how was it? Like, how do you feel like now like, with Maverick stuff? And I was like, you know, we got Barnes a couple summers ago when we thought, I mean, it was, just, it, was it was looking brutal. And Barnes came in, and he was just a super great character guy. It was awesome. You know, people's 50-50 on him, whatever he is. And then Dennis came in last year and gave us that jolt of like, oh my gosh, this is our point guard of the future. He's super fun. He has some flaws here and there, but like, he's just fun to watch, exciting. Luca is the cherry. Luca and Luca is the star. And we said it last night. I think night. he's the ice cream. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that would be more. That yeah, that would be more accurate, probably. Like, we said it last on yesterday's pod that, like, we love Harrison and Dennis is awesome. Luca is who's getting the baton yeah. from Dirk. They've said it a couple years ago that Harrison is going to be getting the baton. Then Dennis came last year and was like, oh, Dennis is like the new young rookie, you know, guy that he could get the baton from Dirk. Luca's getting the baton. Luca will be who everyone looks at when Dirk retires and be like, this is our guy for the next 15 years. And that's it's awesome. pretty insane. It's awesome. We're excited. Guys, thanks so much for listening and continuing to listen to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.